Welcome to the Apostles Houston podcast, and thanks for listening. As a community following Jesus in Houston, we want to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do the kinds of things Jesus did. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, we invite you to join us for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. in Houston Heights. For more information, visit us online at ApostlesHouston.org. All right. Well, good morning. Great to see everybody, great to gather uh, in the name of Jesus this morning. Uh, Again, if you're visiting with us, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, We've been going through a series uh, in the book of Romans over the summer, and today is the last day in that series. And um, as we we look at Romans together, I want to invite you to open a Bible to Romans chapter 16. That's where we'll be camped out. There's verses that Linda just read for us. Uh, at the very end of this letter. We've been going through this letter, I think, since February. Uh, And so this is a momentous day to kind of come to the end of this series. And I've been so grateful, so excited about this series. And I was thinking about today and just coming to an end uh, of our journey uh, in Romans together. And one of the things that came to mind was um, a scene in the movie, uh, The Return of the King. Any Lord of the Rings fans in here? I love those books and I love the movies. And if you've ever seen uh, the third part of the trilogy, Return of the King, at the very end of that movie, there's a scene where the four friends, so, um, uh, so Frodo, Sam, uh, Mary, and Pippin, all come back to their hometown after this huge adventure that's been going on where they've been fighting against evil and slaying a dragon and, and saving their friends and really saving the world. So they've done this, all this huge adventure, this quest, and then they come back to their hometown in the Shire And the scene is they're gathered around uh, their favorite table and their favorite tavern. And they're sitting there sharing a drink. And it's a really poignant moment because no one around them has any idea what's been going on, what they've they've accomplished, what they've done. Their friends and their family are just kind of going about their everyday lives the same way they always have. But in this poignant moment, the four friends are sitting there and they're kind of all looking and making eye contact with each other and then kind of scanning in the room. And it's just, you can tell that in that moment they know that even though everything around them is the same, they've changed. That this journey that they've been on has actually formed and shaped them in a way that's changed who they are and changed how they see others and changed how they see the world. And I thought of that because I think, you know, with Romans, we've been on a kind of a journey together. And what I want to do today is kind of have our own little tavern moment, right? Have this moment where uh, we pause and we kind of reflect on what's happened uh, we, we reflect on what God's done through this series as we've gone through Romans. And my hope is, even if you haven't been here um, for, for, for the whole series, that this morning will create some space for you, right where you are this morning, whatever God's doing in your life, whatever's going on in your life, to maybe pause and reflect and to consider uh, some of the beautiful and powerful things that God has been teaching us through this amazing letter of Romans. And so, it's been funny, on our, in some of our staff meetings, uh, Ryan, our worship pastor, he's fond of using this term called an outro. So you know an intro, an intro to a song. Songs also have outros. I don't know if you knew that. And so this is our outro to the Roman series. That's what we've been calling this. So this is a way to kind of walk out of Romans together, considering what it means for us individually and as a church. And so that's what we want to look at this morning and consider Um, And so as we do that, what I want to do is is I want to look at these last few verses that Paul gives us in his letter. And what's beautiful and fascinating about this is it's actually a doxology. It's a a word of praise. It's, It's really almost a song that he gives us here in the last 
few verses. And I want to look at this doxology because I think he highlights some themes that have really carried us through the entire letter of Romans. He picks up on things that he said at the very beginning in chapter 1 and that he's carried through all the way in the letter. And I want to highlight just two of these themes that are in that letter. And then uh, the other thing I want to do is a little bit different. Typically, if, you know, if you're here, you know we will have a sermon and then we'll have a time of prayer after. I actually want to integrate those this morning. And so what we're going to do is we'll reflect on a theme and then we'll take some time to pray out of that theme, both personally and then also for our community. And so I'd like for us to, to maybe try that um, this morning. And so the first thing I want to look at from Romans 16, from these verses at the end, uh, as we come to the end of Romans, is really what I think uh, Paul has been praying throughout the entire letter. And it's for the power of God to strengthen us. His heart's desire is that the power of God, the very power of the living God, would strengthen us as we go through our life day to day. I love how um, he says here at the beginning, now to him, in verse 25, now to him who is able to strengthen you, to strengthen you. Uh, J.B. Phillips translates this phrase, glory be to him who is able to strengthen you. In other words, the, the emphasis on what God is doing, what God has done, what God is doing is strengthening you. Maybe your translation says establish. He, he's working to strengthen and establish you. Two things. Notice who does the strengthening. It's not us. We're not stealing ourselves for the world. This is not pull yourselves up by your bootstrap strength. This is God. Glory be to God who strengthens us, who establishes up. And then notice <clears throat> that his power is for his glory. That's where this whole thing ends at, at verse 27. It ends for his glory. So he's strengthening us for our good, but ultimately for his glory. And so it's the power of God that, that is being demonstrated again and again and again in the book of Romans. And <clears throat> Paul goes on to talk about the specific power of God to save. Look at what he says after these opening words. He says uh, that God's gonna strengthen us how? According to the gospel, he says, my gospel, so it's personal for him. This is the good news of Jesus that he himself has encountered, experienced, and now shares. And the preaching of Jesus Christ, he says, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed through the prophetic readings, has been, writings has been made known to all nations. So what's he talking about there? The mystery, the secret that's been made known to all the, all the nations. We've we kind of talked through this in, in Romans, right? So this is this is that Jesus has come. He is the Messiah. He's the fulfillment of all promise. And it's for Israel and it's for the Gentiles. In other words, it's for the whole world that God is working to bring about salvation. It's that kind of power. And so we see Jew and Gentile, male and female, slave and free, all being welcomed into the family of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this beautiful picture that he gives us, and he says, all that's according to God's command, the commands of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith. He talks about that in Romans chapter one, that this is our response in faith. We now live in line with this gospel. We live under the kingship of Jesus. We give our whole selves to it. And so Paul, he ends Romans uh, with, with the same way he began, with, with a direct, um, uh, he's directly pointing us to the power of God that's been revealed in the gospel. The power of God revealed in the gospel. Romans 1.16, he said this. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? What is it? Because it is, for it is, the power of God. 
Romans chapter 116. Power of God for what salvation? That is for everyone, all people who believe, Jew first and then also to the Greek. And then if you'll remember, we, we walked through Romans 1 through uh, 3. Does everybody remember how hard that was? When we got started in this letter, we, it, it was, it was, those are dark days, right? Like We were like, is there good news in Romans? It was so dark, right? It was, it was hard because he was highlighting the fact that, man, here in, in the world, we are desperately in need of Jesus. We all desperately need him. It's, it's, it's a hopeless situation. We are powerless to change. We are slaves to sin. He hammered on that and that we are dead in sin. Hopeless and powerless without Jesus. But then in Romans, you remember, we made a turn. We discovered, and it was, the, it was the big but now. Do you remember we came to the but now? But now, even though the darkness has, has been ruling and reigning, but now what's happened? The righteousness of God, the power of God to rescue, to deliver, to heal, to restore has been manifest to us in Jesus. And so the good news breaks through, the light breaks through in Romans chapter 3. And so the power of God to strengthen us. And Paul wants us to know the only way that happens, the only means for that is Jesus. He's the only means of salvation. Only Jesus has the power to save us. Only Jesus has the power to heal us. And so Paul's letter to the church in Rome is meant to encourage them and it's meant to encourage us to strengthen us in our faith and to establish us as we continue to follow Jesus, to strengthen them in their faith, what they already knew to be true. These were Christians he was writing to. These were followers of Jesus, and he wanted them to know this is, this is who you are, this is what you believe, this is how you should live. And then he also wanted to give them strength and stability to help them not wander and waver and get distracted by other things. So Jesus is what saves us. Jesus is what heals us. Jesus is what unites us. Paul hammers on these things over and over and over. It's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. And so this morning, I, I, wanna, I wanna pause and I wanna just give us some space just to recognize maybe our need for Jesus, our need for this power that he's been talking about, this power that has the power to transform our lives, this power that has the, 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 the power to free us from anxiety and worry and fear, this power of God to transform our lives through Jesus. Paul wanted the church in Rome, he wanted them to see Jesus, to remember the power of God they had experienced already and to expect more. Now, I think the danger for us and why I wanna pray into this this morning is that even if you've been following Jesus for a long time, we can forget that. We can forget that we need God's power. We can lose sight of Jesus in, in all the hectic realities of life. Uh, even if we go to church week after week, even if we're in a life group week after week, even if we're having daily time with Jesus, it's actually possible to miss Jesus. And so we want to take time to focus in on Jesus in prayer this morning, to say, God, we need you. We need you. We need your power. We need your help. We need the power of Christ in us. And so I want to take a little bit of time and just create some space. And it's okay if it's just silent because I want to encourage you to do, do business with the Lord right now. I don't know what's going on in your life, but you need his power. You need his power. I need his power. And the temptation is to think we can do it on our own, that we don't need his power to get through the next minute, the next week, 
the next year. We need his power. So I want to invite you just to, to close your eyes and bow your head, and I'm just going to lead us in a few moments of prayer. And I'm going to start by leading us in prayer for us, that God would minister to us. And then I want us to pray for our community because we have needs for God's power in our, in our church family. And so we're going to pray for that. So just bow your head and close your eyes. Lord Jesus, we, we want to come to you this morning and just acknowledge that we need your help. Lord, sometimes that's really hard for us to say, even in our hearts, that we need help. But we need your power to strengthen us and to establish us. We do need your help to get through the next week the next day, the next minute. And so Holy Spirit, I pray that you would bring to mind now the things in our lives where we are trying to operate out of our own strength and our own power. Lord, that you would bring to mind those relationships in which we're struggling, those decisions which feel overwhelming. And know that the Jesus who went to the cross and rose from the dead and reigns on high is bigger than all of it. Jesus, you invite us to turn to you and come to you and take those things in our hands and lay them at your feet because we need you. Lord Jesus, we need you. So Lord, we just bring those things before you. Thank you that you hear our prayer. Thank you for your power and for your help. Holy Spirit, thank you that you can do in us and for us what we cannot do ourselves. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope this resource has been helpful to you. If you have questions or are just looking for more information, you can check out our website at apostleshouston.org.